Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Everybody, Russ of My Hammers 11. Hope you are all safe and well. For YouTube channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made a vein to me putting your content on. As always, let's thank our channel sponsors, Untuckit. There they are. Check them out in the description below. So we have another uh, fans. My Hammers Eleven. Um, I'm looking forward to this one because because Ian's Ian's been he's been doing the old events and things like events players for ten years. He was telling me, so I'd be interested to see all of his stories and things like that. So how are we, Ian? How are you, my friend? Yeah, all good, all good. Disappointed with England on Sunday, but uh, there you go. Um... I'm more disappointed with West Ham, to be honest. But yeah, it's, uh, they, they, uh, England don't let me down no more. But it was, it was disappointing. It was. I think being a West Ham fan's helped us, though. Do you know what I mean? I think that we've used, we're used to the failure. We're used to not doing it. So, you know, with your Liverpools and your Man Uniteds, they're like, oh, you know, we're in the final, we didn't win. We weren't in the finals since 2006, you know, and then we lost. So. It's um, it's not. Well, it's great to see Declan. It's great to see one one of our lot actually in the team, you know. And he's so close; he must have been so disappointed. But yeah, it would have been great. It would have been great to have won it with a West Ham lad in the team, but uh, not to be. There's only one. That's trouble, isn't it? Yeah, it's right. Only one. That's, that's yeah. Noble would have scored a penalty. <laughs> yeah. And Antonio, he would have had a go. He scored that one against Man United, didn't he? A couple of seasons ago. So. They needed Dixie, Dixie and Mark Noble on the bench to come off and uh, do a job, yeah. What is it? I just, I just don't get the whole penalty dinky role. And I, it's, it's something I just don't enjoy. You know, when we've had Julian and people like that, and we ask him, he goes, yeah, I just, just twatted Smashed it. Smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair play to Maguire, because Maguire did it. I mean, when he came off, when he came off for the penalty, I thought, oh, God, what's he doing? But fair play, he proper taunted it, didn't he? Proper. Yeah, no, he did. The yeah, he, probably the best penalty, I thought. Of oh, Maguire, definitely. But yeah, the other two, the minute they took the run-ups and stuttered, you just thought, no. And you felt for the lad, really, who was taking the fifth penalty. It was just, it just looked a bit too much for him, didn't it, really? He looked yeah. like shitting himself and, and who wouldn't? But Of course. And it's one of those things where you've got, you know, you're waiting so, you know, my wife, she, she, she hasn't given a shit about football. Ever, but for some reason, like this, this Euros has got a it's gripped her. And she was saying on the Sunday, she was like, "Oh, they're only young lads, Russ. Oh, I feel sorry for them. They're on 150 grand a week. You yeah, know what I mean? They'll yeah. kick a ball 12 yards. You know, I don't. I'll do that for for half that. You know what I mean? So, uh, 
Yeah. Well, I said I said in '96 I wasn't going to get, let England disappoint me no more. But yeah, they sucked me in this time. And uh, when we beat the Ukraine, you thought, yeah, they're going to do it. We're going to see them win something. And uh, yeah. yeah, just disappointing. Just disappointing. Fair off club over country. But. Yeah, it's always the way, isn't it? It's always the way, particularly for us, I think, as well. And and, and you know, obviously, European tour next year. Yeah, who knows what's going to bring next season? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited for it now. Five weeks, got to wait now. It's great. You just got to hope, really, that we're allowed to go. And I think that's yeah. that's the, the big thing. Obviously, hopefully, we can go to the home games. But you know, our fans they they would no, love nothing more than the European away games and. It'd just be great for everyone. It'd be a boost, and you just hope we're going to be allowed to go and see them. Yeah, yeah, I think we will. I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be right. Well, by the time I think the draws in the twenty, the draw for the Europa League is the twenty seventh of August, I think. So you think by then, probably the first round is going to be sort of. I think it's like the end of September. So, so yeah. then you're thinking it's a couple of months down the line that you'd hope we'd all be jabbed by then. Everyone be yeah. double jabbed by then. So, yeah. Yeah, so. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But it's it's great, you know, and it's great, and it's and it, and it's weird. I see a few parallels, to be honest, here with the England squad and West Ham last year as well. In that, you know, I think, you know, and I put a really cheesy thing up on Facebook saying, but football did go come home because we reconnected with the England team. We had like a team that we were proud we were proud of. And it's a bit like West Ham, you know. We were saying just before we started, we'll talk about the events in a bit. But when we were talking, when we were talking just before, you were saying how, you know. Obviously, we haven't had the events or, or, or even live football, you know, going to the ground for 18 months in theory. And so mm-hmm. it may have got a bit repetitive, a bit stale for some people. Yeah. Now they're, they're clucking to go back and see the, the boys of 86 or, or go back to London Stadium. And, and now they're going back with a team that they're proud of, really, because we did yeah. well last season. All yeah, th- I, mean, I mean, I was lucky I went to the last uh, home game against Southampton. Yeah, that was awesome. Genuinely, you know, it was bit emotional to go there because we lost a few friends over COVID and people that ain't going to go back to the ground again. And um, yeah, that was a little bit emotional, but to, to, to be there, it was like everyone wanted to be there. And I think since we've moved, you've probably not had that, that people sometimes are going and thinking, I don't really want to be here, but you know, I think now hopefully they've done us really proud last year, didn't they? And, and great team spirit and hopefully they give him a few quid he gets to sign a few players and, and we can have a little what we want is a cup run isn't it I think that's that's what we want is a run in the FA Cup yeah. but, and a run in Europe is lovely but, well, that's um, what we are aren't we that's what we are we're, we're a cup team aren't we really so you know we're never going to we, ne- we know we're never going to win the Premier League and, and you know obviously last season was probably our best shot of being getting to you know the Champions League because all the other teams now are going to be spending 100k 100 100 million 150 million on players but it's the cups and you know wouldn't it be amazing next season just for mark to lift up the cup whatever i don't give a shit what one even the betway even the betway i'll take the betway cup in to be honest at the moment you know what i mean (laughs) well i mean yeah he he deserves it really for the i mean what's he 16 years at the club and I mean, obviously, doing our events, we've always spoke of, you know, Bill lifting the cup and Bobby Moore lifting the cup. And I wasn't, I've never seen us win a cup. You know, my first game was 1989. I've not seen us lift the cup, said the playoffs. And the playoffs were great and loved them. And some of my best days out were at Wembley and at Cardiff winning the playoffs, cup final in 2006, although we lost. 
but yeah, we we just my my era, my generation. I want to see us lift the cup. I want to want to see want to be the one talking about it, and that we was there that we'd done it while we was there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose if it's for you with your events, as you said, you know, you've got the boys of, you said you did the, you know, the boys of 80, um, yeah. almost the whole squad and a whole team and, you know, and stuff like that. And it's, it's the same as, you know, it's the same as England, wasn't it? The, the 66 and everything else, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of people in the lifetime, they've never seen England win anything, you know, so. Yeah. And it's and it's the same as us, you know, 40, 40 odd years, you know. I mean, I've never, I was born in 81, so I, I had no chance. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it'd be nice to do. Maybe in forty years' time, you're organising an event, Ian, and 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 there'll be Mark Noble and Declan Rice yeah. and yeah. Manuel Lanzini and <laughs> Fabianski. My my, uh, my dad. I mean, my dad's first game was 1958, and wow. he got to see every England game in 1966, including the final. And obviously, you see West Ham win in '64. You see them win the European Cup in '65. He was at the World Cup in '66. He's been at every final that West Ham have ever played, and he wasn't there at 2006. He couldn't get a ticket, but um, the jealousy there is just enormous because you think, <laughs> my God, you've seen us win three FA Cups and a World Cup, and I've got the Inter Toto to, to to sing about in Mets, you know. But uh, <laughs> but that was great as well. That was a that was a great great day out. So, yeah. um, but I'd I'd love to see us win a cup. It'd be oh, yeah. it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. It would be good. And obviously, with everything that's gone on, obviously, we, we spoke before about, you know, the events and, and E13 events and, and haven't, you know, you said, you know, since, I don't know, when was, when was the last, until the, until the, when was the last event you ran? Um, It was probably November, uh, the year before, so what were we? Yeah, November 20, 2019. 2019. We had wow. uh, 11 of the 13 of the 1980 Cup team. And we planned to do an event in March uh, of that year, of the sort of following year when, when COVID first happened, to celebrate 125 years of West Ham. Mm. And we had uh, uh, seven players lined up, one from every 10-year span from the 60s to the present day. Mm. And we had to cancel. It's the only event we've ever cancelled. We, we said postponed. We're hoping to get that on still for October. But, yeah, we've, we've um, just arranged our... Uh, first event back, which is uh, 6th of August, Boys of 86. So we've got six of the Boys of 86. We always do them in uh, Rumford at the Russ Club. And, um, yeah, look, can't wait, can't wait, because it's, it's great to see the guys. I mean, I'm very lucky of all the guys that I've met, legends at the club and got to know them. And um, you know, I've socialised with a few of them as well, which has been great. And... Uh, I'm very, very lucky. I, I I love doing what I do with the events. It's it's just fantastic to get to meet your heroes. Is yeah. is, is brilliant, and 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 uh, they're just great nights. You know, I love them. Yeah, they are. They are good. Yeah. Yeah. This is to you. We did with with Johnny on West Ham fan zone. You know, a couple of yeah. weeks ago, and and you're right. There was like everyone was just so in good spirits. So in mm. good spirits. The boys were good. Oh, Frank and TC and Aldi, they were yeah. in cracking spirit, as you can imagine. Uh, you know, free bar. Frank, um, Frank's in definite good spirits, I would have thought. <laughs> oh, Frank was in superb spirits. <laughs> superb spirits. Yeah, not, not just the spirits, but the bottles of bud as well. Um, <laughs> and Waldy blessing because he'd done the Isla match down at, down at London Stadium as well. So he'd done triple bubble, not so, you know. So, oh, bless him. But, um, yeah, but it was the fans were really up for it. You know, as you said, they haven't, a, and, and it's, 
And it's, it's something about that generation of players, in my opinion. They're just so relatable and so approachable and so lovely that, yes, you've you've heard the stories. You've heard the say, and you've gone, you know, you've heard the stories about Frank and getting a, you know, hitchhiking on a, a, a milk cart with Julian. We've heard them all. We've heard them all, you know. Um, but we go back and listen to them again because yeah. they're just so relatable. And, oh, it's just, and, and again, you know, in the same me doing this this channel you know i've maybe done it for like 13 14 months something like that and i've been very very privileged to now you know have a lot of you know my, my phone book it's like my 13 year old self looks at my phone book yeah. now i'll be like what yeah <laughs> who just takes i think i think as well is that they have a connection with the fans yes. which unfortunately is a little bit lost on the on the modern player yeah is that yeah. they're probably not allowed to connect with a fan mm. so it's probably yeah. not the whole it's not really their fault entirely but um the money that they've got obviously probably doesn't help but the connection that the older players had with the supporters mm. um that you you know and, and some of the stories that you know i've done events with billy bonds and people come up to him and they've named their children after him and yeah I, mean, I remember doing one with Trevor and uh, a guy a guy come up and, and he said to him, oh, um, can you do a message for my uncle in New York? He's named his two kids after you. So he says, oh, he's named his two children after you. He said, yeah, one's a boy and one's a girl. And it was Trevor and Brooke Ann. Brooke so, yeah, <laughs> so he named his two kids. And, uh, you know, Trevor, gentleman, he'd done a message. And, uh, yeah, Trevor and Brooke Ann, he couldn't write it really. Couldn't yeah. it, but. No, how cool is that? But you're right. It's it's a, it's a fact of being relatable, and and I think you know you're right. It's it's they they can't connect in the same way, um, and it's and it is you know we had we had um, we had Michael Hughesy the other day doing an interview with him, and and we were talking about money and stuff, and it, you know you can't you know nowadays younger you know professionals one dodgy tweet. One yeah. Instagram post that someone's taken of them, they've lost millions and millions of pounds. And, you know, that didn't happen back in the day. You didn't have social media and stuff like that. So, you know, fair enough. You know, the, for me, as, as a youngster growing up, I used to live in Loughton. And obviously, they all lived in Loughton. Um, yeah. Like, you know, sort of Shaka and, and Trevor Morley and people like that. And, you know, seeing them in the in, – I always tell a story. I used to go to – I used to work in Safeways in Loughton. And every Friday, Shaka would do his big shop. <laughs> and I would and I would deliberately change my shift so I was there about half five and we'd have a chat every week, every week. And it was just like that it was just amazing, amazing to have, you know. Now you yeah. don't see it nowadays, you know, you wouldn't see no, Mandel Lanzini. No. I mean I mean in thirty years' time you're not gonna do an evening an evening with Felipe Anderson and Sebastian Haller at the Queens, are you? No, no. I mean you, you there's there's some aren't there, you know, and we we've got some of the modern lads like Dean Ashton, he's a great, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's, Dean, yeah. I think Ginge will probably do them hopefully, and yeah. uh, you think he's he's a bit old school and nobs that um, they they seem to have kept a little bit of connection with the supporters, yeah. which which maybe not all of them can or want to really, but uh, yeah, it's it's it, it is what it is now, isn't it? But uh, it is, and you get those, as you said, you get those gems, you get those gems, you know, like. Yeah. Like a Paolo, or even like we were just saying before, even Sebastian Schemmel. I mean, the man's got yeah. a West Ham tattoo, and he's got a restaurant yeah. named after him. You know, so you know he would be. He's he, and he was honestly. He's just he's a, he's a, such a fanboy of West Ham. It's incredible. And, yeah. You know, you yeah. get those those few, which you know we, we would, you would bring through, through to the next generation, mm -hmm. the next generation of evenings. But yeah, you're right, Gingies and 
and and yeah. uh, and Declan. You could see Declan in 30, 40 years' time doing those nights and having an absolute ball. Yeah. Thomas Repka would be great. I'd love to do one with Thomas Repka and get Waldy to host it and do the Prison Eleven. That'd be brilliant. That one. So. Do you know what? He's 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 a scary man, Thomas Repka. He's still very yeah. scary. When we we saw, I'm trying to get him on the show and. Every and when I when I message him, he messages me back, and I get scared when it comes up because he's, I don't know, you know, he yeah. just gets me, and it's just like doing. He goes, "Oh, I'm still learning my English or whatever, some rubbish like that." But he's still, I feel like he's gonna two foot tackle me or something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, oh yeah, I'd love. Yeah, we're trying to get Rep Corinne. We're trying to get Thomas on. Sebastian Shemmel was trying to get him on as well. It's just so it's so weird when you talk about it in when you say it out loud. You know, yeah. and it's just weird, but yeah, you must feel the same as well. When you talk to, oh, you've got, you know, you've got to talk to Trevor Brookin, or you got to talk to Ray Stewart, or people like that. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah, such yeah. a bizarre thing, such a bizarre thing. But it's very privileged. Um, yeah, that's it. Sometimes, sometimes you're at work and you you get a phone call and you'd be working with someone. I've got a lot of West Ham fans I work with, and you go, hold on a minute, I've just just got to take the phone call to to Trevor Brookin, and they're like, what, really? You know, and it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. It's great. I love it's, it. It's such a weird, such a weird sensation. Right. So, so you said, so you said, so you said, nineteen eighty nine was your first game, but what led up to yeah. that? Ian? Why are you a West Ham fan, my friend? Uh, I was born in East Ham, so I lived walking distance to Upton Park with my dad. My dad, uh, as I said, he, he went since sort of nineteen fifty eight, and my next door neighbour, uh, he was a season ticket holder. So uh, between them two, we used to go. First game was Wolves at home. Liam Brady, uh, he scored. It was his last ever game. And in typical West Ham fashion, turned around to dad and I went, I says, I like that Liam Brady bloke. And he went, yeah, he's retiring today. So uh, that was that was, uh, that was was the beginning of, of uh, the disappointment, I suppose. But um, yeah, just early 90s, semi-final, Villa Park, Billy Bonds' Claret and Blue Army. You know, Bill... I didn't remember seeing Bill play and then, but that, that day at Villa Park, the atmosphere just, you know, and you go into people's houses, you've got a picture of the Queen or a picture of the Pope or something like that. Above our fireplace was more Earth Peters, Bonds and Brookin. So that was, and the words to Bubbles, you know, that was, um, you know, all, all my my family, uh, uh, West Ham. And uh, I, we used to love walking to Upton Park. You know, you could walk over the, the, from where we lived, you had like a greenway sewer bank thing. You walked over it, you could see the floodlights and, you know, you just, you can't replace what, what we had at Upton Park. And, no. and yeah, you know, we do miss that, but um, we, I suppose we've got to move on there, haven't we? It's, it, it, you know, we're, we're, at, we're at our new ground, but yeah, great times at Upton Park, really loved yeah. it. And, being able to walk there from home was yeah exactly yeah brilliant yeah no no stop and start signs for you no sure. there was no no stop and start no being held in the rain outside Westfields no I could uh, well although I'm not being funny if you did you, you had to walk you know being outside Upton Park Station when the in the you know when uh, when that decided to to piss itself about that was yeah, always fun yeah. and games wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> people forget people forget about that that trudge. To Upton Park, yeah. and then you get to Upton Park Station, and you find that the district line's down. You have to turn all the way down and go all the way to Barking. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing. But it's yeah, you're right. Is is and it's not about you know. It's horrible to think about Upton Park and, and London Stadium, but you know, it's it's for the next generation, really, isn't it? I mean, you know, my daughter, she's nine. She only she only knows West Ham played at 
at London Stadium. Um, although I yeah. made sure she was at Upton Park, she's she's you know she's been on the pitch. You know, I broke in. She's been on the pitch, but she and it is and you know and and hopefully this year she's for some reason is really into going to go in football this year and she yeah. hasn't been. So yeah, I've been I've been I've been trying to do it. You know, little bits at a time. In you know, take her to a, a ladies' yeah. game. And now she's like, "Oh, daddy!" And I said, "Oh," and I said, "Oh, you can swear. You're allowed to swear when you go to football." And that's why that's got it for her now. So she went, "Right, when can we go?" Because I want to swear. Mrs. Mrs. Budden's very happy with me now. That's it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, she'll learn a few choice words there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure Mrs. Budden will too, by the sounds of it. But yeah. She was like, she got proper, it's just so weird. She got proper into the Euros. So bizarre. Now she's like, oh, I want to go to a football game as well. I'm like, yeah. I've been working at West Ham for 20 years, right? And and now you want to get involved. It's like, oh, you could have got involved such an earlier stage, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So when did you when did you start doing the events? How long have you been in the events, um, William? I've uh, I started, I've done a golf day many, many years ago for uh, John Joe. Um, yeah. John Joe yeah. Hoyman. So... Yeah. Uh, met his mum. I think we were at Barnsley, Barnsley away, Good Friday in the championship. And um, he was on the coach. I, I go on the Hornchurch coaches. Um, so a friend of ours who sadly passed away last year, Dennis LePayne. Yeah. Um, good friend of Dennis, you know, lovely fella. And um, met John Joe, see what he was doing. You know, he was a young, real young lad then and uh, got in touch with his mum. Said, you know, I'm into golf. Um like to help, like to try and do a, a golf day. Managed to get some fun numbers. Got Tony Cotty and Tony Gow and Ray Houghton and Don Hutchinson, John Moncur to come along. And I was involved at the golf club and we wanted to raise some money for the club as well. So we tried an event. We tried an event with the two Tonys. It was really successful. Went great. We raised some money for the club and um, I just enjoyed it. I just really enjoyed I enjoyed meeting the, the guys who used to play. Mm. I enjoyed giving other fans a, an evening that they could remember, you know, getting their photos done and, and meeting these guys that they'd, they'd idolised. And I thought, well, I'd, I'd like to try and branch out and carry on and let one thing led to another. And, and, and Tony Gal and a friend of his, uh, Les, been very, very helpful to me over the years. Um, and Lenny Herbert, who you know, who you've done done uh, this with, I believe, from Lovely, Mandeville. Yeah. Yeah, top boy, Len. You know, uh, get on great with Len. And we always sort of like invite each other to each other's events. Um, he's got a lovely family. And um, yeah, managed to meet my hero, Billy Bonds, and do an event with him. And I remember the first time I met him at an event, he was sat out in the car uh, outside our golf club. I went and knocked on his window and you know, I was shaking and uh, he undone his window. And I said, hello, Bill, I'm, I'm Ian. I'm organising the event. And he says, OK. Uh, I said, do you want to come in and, and relax? And he went, I'm just going to finish reading this book. He's reading a book about General Custer. And uh, he said, uh, if you give me give me half hour and I'll come in and I'll have a glass of wine if that's OK. And I said, yeah, OK. So I thought, you know, walk back into the event. Half hour later, Bonzo's finished his book. He's, uh, he's come in and we sat and chatted for half an hour. And yeah, it was like it was like God had walked in the room, and he, he just made me feel so comfortable, and wanted to know about my experiences at West Ham, and 
you know, my first game and all this and all that. And you're thinking, this is Billy Bonds, you know, this is this is uh, someone that growing up, Bobby Moore, Jeff Hurst, Martin Peters, Trevor Booking, Billy Bonds, you know, and um, just a just a great guy. And then we've done an event with him, done an event with Trevor, and then, you know, then more events followed. And, yeah, we've been doing it, and we've donated to Bobby Moore Fund over the years. We've given them some money. We donate to DT38 as uh, they're, they're our preferred charity. We're doing their golf day on the 24th of August. So a lot of the former players are, are very good at supporting them, and they really need some help. COVID's really hit them yeah. hard. Yeah. And, yeah. uh yeah, you've probably met Tracy. Tracy's a, uh, an amazing woman. She does so much for that charity, and um, we can. Uh, it, it's it's doing what I enjoy. Uh, it's meeting my heroes, and it's giving also giving a bit back to supporters. As I say, the look on people's faces when they meet Brooking, because sometimes you can take it for granted, Russ. I'm sure you you appreciate it. You've you're lucky. You've you've met all these guys. You can take it for granted. But there are people out there who would would pay thousands to 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 shake Brookings' hand, to shake Bonds' hand, and you know have a pint with Frank McAvenny. And we, we're lucky we get to do it. And but but then the joy you see on people's faces when they actually do it, and you've you've helped achieve that. That's what makes it really worthwhile. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it totally. You, you're totally right. I think I think it's it. Yeah, I think. It is. It is something. It is a bit. Yeah. I. I. I've, I don't think I've got a blase. I think I, not blase. But you, you, you're right. It, it's. 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 It's a different world. That it's. It's sort of. And it's as you said. When you take a call, it's like oh, it's I don't know Tonka, and you talk talking the phone with Tonka for now and yeah. half about West Ham, and yeah. as you always do, because he doesn't. He never does. Never does a one minute phone call with you. Um, no. And it's just me saying it, and it's like it's just. It is. It is a bizarre thing. It is. It is a bizarre thing. But you're right. It's. It's. And that's like why I love doing the interview. I love going and and that's why I love going and, and trying to find players who maybe aren't aren't doing the circuits. So so like yeah. we had Michael Michael Hughes on the other day, and you know he's you know nowhere on social media. Don't do any social media or anything. So it's like I was quite happy with that one. We had we had we did a Nigel Winterburn. We've got. Yeah. Uh, Another one coming up. Um, we've got another X Hammer coming up at the end of the week, and the following one, you know. So, and it's it's great because I like to because people go, "Oh my god, what happened to him?" And oh, I haven't heard from him for ages. And you start yeah. getting messages in the same way that you do it from a on a, a personal, you know, at the events. I get messages on social on Twitter and Facebook saying, "Oh, Russ, that was brilliant. It was my idol. I loved I loved speaking. Loved yeah. the interview. Really good." And you sort of are a little bit taking it for granted, but. Yeah, it's, it's it's a great, and I love doing it. And you're right; it is about giving it back to the charities and DT13. I mean, I do loads of yeah. do loads of stuff from the food banks, and it's the same thing. Anything we can mm. do to help, uh, it's it's all important. Speaking of that, while we, I might just do a plug for it because we've got a quiz night on tomorrow on, on Thursday. This will go out before Thursday. While we're doing it, people listening, we've got catchphrase on Thursday, so make sure you check that for the Irons Food Banks. There we go. Done a plug. Um, <laughs> right, let's let's talk about Year Eleven, uh, Ian. So, we, okay. what so? Okay, now how do you want to play this first? Right, so um, I'd like to do my eleven, which is the guys that you know I've seen play from my time of supporting West Ham, yeah. and then I've got the eleven that I've done events with. That's uh, so. What I would say is, uh, yeah. So I mean, I could whiz through the events one at the end, or and do my one now if you want. That probably be. 
Yeah, let's let's, let's do your one first, and then we'll do and then we'll do the events one, and then we'll go through both of them at the end. That seems like a good plan. Right, I thought I thought long and hard over it, but uh, yeah, it's not easy. It's yeah, not easy, and uh, you know, there's there's players that you leave out who who you thought can I leave him out, and but yeah, it's my eleven, so it's the one, it's the ones that, that I think deserve to be there. So exactly. All right, who's going to be between the sticks then? Ian? Ludo, the big boy Ludo, from near yeah. Moscow. <laughs> just, a, just a gentleman. Just a, you know, I, I love Ludo. He's 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 uh, he's been over to our events, and and I remember at a young age when when the, he stopped Man United winning the yeah. winning the title, and and yeah. he just always seemed so steady in goal, Ludo. You know, and and at the end of his career, like any goalkeeper, he had his mistakes in him, but um, yeah, what a keeper! Just uh, yeah. Just loves West Ham, loves where his passion for the club is is huge, and uh, yeah, Ludo. It's close. I, I thought Robert Green done great for West Ham in my time as well. Thought he was a good keeper. I think Fabianski runs him close as well. I think he's done really well. But yes, it's it's the big boy from near Moscow. Yeah, I think if we had Fabianski about three or four years earlier, he yeah. would he would eventually he would eventually in. You know, years gone by, years gone back after being the same, you know, realm as Aludo, I think, because yeah. in terms of him as a, you know, just there's not many goalkeepers. I mean, Rob, I mean, Rob Green was the same. When a ball's crossed over, I don't look to the keeper, I don't look at Fabianski to catch it. I'm looking because I, yeah. I know he's going to catch it. I'm looking at who he's going to throw it to, you know. And, yeah, he's just that sort of that sort of that, that, that calmness that, that he has. He's not erratic, he's yeah. not an Adrian or a. You know, it's not you know, but Ludo, yeah, Ludo, fantastic, and he just seemed to be in goal forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't wasn't many who, um, I mean, you know, speaking doing do's with Parksy over the years, and Parksy, people say, oh, you know, the best goalkeeper that West Ham ever had, and Phil will always say Ludo was a very close second to him. You know, so I think. I think Ludo's uh, just pipped it for me. So yeah, okay, yeah. Well, you saw you didn't see Parksy play, really. I didn't see Parksy play. No, that's no. why. That's why. That's that's why I put that caveat in. Because otherwise, all our teams would be exactly seen the same. Him play golf. I've not seen him play between the sticks. Him all, all, <laughs> him all fucking play golf here. And that's the one thing. That's the one. You know, that's the one thing that I've. You know, I always didn't realise how much golf footballers bloody played. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. Macca. Every time I fight, try and phone fucking Macca, he's either on the course at Glen Eagles, he's off the course, or he's like in the bar. You know, he's literally yeah. always all, all play golf. More than likely in the bar, yeah. More than likely in the bar, yeah. <laughs> I love him. I love Macca. Right, okay, we'll put Phil in. Who, who's gonna let's go to the, go into defence? Who's gonna be your first defender then? Right, so I've gone for left back Julian Dix. Um, just. You know, as I said, I started going in 89, then Julian had, uh, went to Liverpool and then he come back again. And obviously, he was, you know, he had that injury, but there was nothing nothing like the sight of seeing Dixie send someone over the holding. And um, he was just hard as nails. He was what you wanted to see. He was he was physical. He could play as well. That was that was the other side to him. Everyone thinks he was a bit of a thug, but he weren't. He was a, he was a proper player. And he probably should have played for England. Yeah. And um, yeah. and when you talk about penalties, like like watching England on Sunday, he could he could he'd rip the roof off the off the net with the, our ardy used to just get down and smash it. And 
yeah, he, he personified, you know, what you wanted to see in a West Ham player, 100% hard and could play. And, uh, yeah, Julian Dix would be left back. Yeah. Um, yeah. My two centre-halves, I've thought long hard about this, but I'm going to go for Angelo Ogbonna, who oh. I think has been excellent since we signed him in 2016. I thought the last season at the bowling, he was fantastic. Mm. I thought last season, um, apart from that spell out, he had out for injury, he was excellent and could, could well have been, if he'd played all season, he was definitely in with a shout of hammer of the year. Yeah. I just think he's been steady. We've had, we've had some poor seasons since we've moved, but I think he's been steady. So, yeah, Ogbonna gets in. And uh, alongside him, I'm going to put James Collins. I was going to put Alvin Martin, uh, but James Collins, I just thought he was a no-nonsense defender. Um, if he had to put his nut on it, he would. If he had to kick it into Rosehead, he'd kick it into Rosehead. And again, another just someone who you thought he really, really wants to play for us and gave yeah. everything every time he put a shirt on. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I loved Alvin Martin. I probably didn't see the best of Alvin from yeah. from sort of nineties to when he when he sort of packed in in I think ninety five ninety six he might have might have Stunned gone to Orient, did he? Yeah, uh, but, but he was sort of at the end of his career, weren't really getting picked. So based on on that, I know Ginge didn't play that many games considering how long he was there. But the games he did play, cult hero, gave everything whenever he played. So yeah. Old Bonner and Ginge. Nice. And I'm throwing a Nguyen in at uh, right back. I'm putting Soufal in at right back. So uh, now this is a rarity because I've only ever seen him play once, which was Southampton. Right. Right. So uh, obviously, obviously we've watched him on the telly, but actually physically seeing him play once. But yeah. Um, yeah. again, to me, Best right back, I think, we've had probably since Ray Stewart. So, I think uh, there's been a few. No disrespect to them, but I think Potsy could have put Stevie in, could have put Tim Breaker in. But, uh, you know, you, you went with Schemmel. Please, God, he doesn't do a Sebastian Schemmel and have one good <laughs> season and then, then he's he's not great the next season. Well, as, long uh, as, he don't, as long as he don't cut his hair, he's all right. Yeah, but, that's uh, what I said to Seb. That's what I said to Seb. I said, you know, what happened? You know, he said, oh yeah. You know, he actually said it to me first. He went, oh, I, I said, you had the long hair, the Alice band. He went, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. did. He says, and then um, Trevor Sinclair and Decanio cut it off, and yeah. I was then shit. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You said it, not me. But, but yeah, yeah. And looking at the, them four as well. Um, I don't think you want to play against any of them oh, four, really. Dixie and Sufeld likes to put it about a bit, and Ginger Nog Bonner a, a, a couple of lumps. So yeah, I think that's that's, that's not a bad four. Um, no. When you when you get it since 1989, people are have Rio and you know, I mean, Stimatch was a good player in his day, Gabadon, and, yeah. and but that's uh, yeah. that's it. I mean, I like I, I think Sufeld's been great. I think mean, he's yeah. been brilliant, and um, yeah. Su has been great as well. But but Sufeld's been sensational yeah. for, for this season. I think I think I just love the way they've just integrated themselves so quickly into West yeah. Hamness. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. they've been they've been the club yeah. you know, I mean you forget people forget that he turned up at 
at Leicester away, weren't it? And you know, we were like, "What? Yeah. Pay five five million? What the fuck can you get five million for?" And he just and he, and he just turned right, up. Yeah. Not even in his proper position. He came. He started wing back, didn't he? And he just turned up like he just had played in that position with that team. And ever since, you know, I think he's brilliant. Absolutely phenomenal player. And the, the, steady, I yeah. think very steady, very, you know, very, very breaker-esque, you know, sort of, it's going to be seven out of six, seven out of ten, he's not going to do a bad game, you, you didn't really get him sort of, didn't see him get rinsed too much um, in fact, you saw him got rinsed more in the Euros, to be honest than yeah. in the Premier yeah. League um, and Another job think, on Grealish at Villa Park yeah. as well I mean, yeah, he was, he exactly. was outstanding and, uh, you know, everything you, you look at a player like Grealish and you think yeah, do well to keep him quiet, and yeah. he never got a sniff. And uh, yeah, I think he's been a great player for us. So hopefully, hopefully, another couple of years he gives us as well, and, and carries it on a couple of years. Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to look very silly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, we'll put that back four. And even if they got through the back four, Ian, they've got Ludo. You know, to go, it's not like a, a small goalkeeper. They got a That's giant it, of a yeah. goalkeeper as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A wet yeah. night on a, a wet Tuesday in Stoke. Like, <laughs> God dear, poor buggers. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Well, with VAR, I don't know how many games Dixie would play now. To be honest. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? but... <laughs> trouble. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Let's move into midfield then. Who's your, who's, your, who's going to be in midfield then, man? Midfield, okay. On the right side of midfield, I've gone for um, Trevor Sinclair. So uh, I love yeah. Trevor Sinclair. Yeah. I think he was uh, an entertaining footballer. Um, I remember the, the overhead kick. Uh, what a goal! And he was just he was just capable on his day. He linked up with Di Canio. We had a good side then. Uh, when I think we finished fifth, and then a couple of years, obviously he was in the team that got relegated and. You know that's probably probably a bit of a stain on the, on what would have been a, a really good career for West Ham, but yeah. just a player who I really enjoyed watching. Could score goals. Um, yeah, Sinclair, he'd be on the right side of midfield. Um, left side of left side of midfield. We've gone for Matthew Everington. Um, I think one of the best wingers I've seen at West Ham. Uh, Matty Everington used to run down to the line, bang a ball, low and hard ball across the box, a defender's nightmare. And the goals that Marlon Air would sort of tapped in off of Matty Everington cross and Sheringham and players like that. I just thought he was a proper winger. And um, yeah, that might shock a few people, but I, I enjoyed Matty Everington playing. Good player. Again, Probably didn't see the best of him when Kerbs turned up. I don't think he was a lover of Kerbishly or he was a lover of him. But then that season when we got to the cup final in 2006, yeah. um, he was excellent. And, um, yeah, proper winger. Could could set things up for the strikers. And me two in the middle. Uh, got to be Mark Noble. 16 years. He's played in some shit West Ham sides. Yeah, he? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know you look at Bonds. I know Bonzo played seven hundred ninety-nine games, but he, you know, lifted lifted a you know trophy or you know yeah. at least he lifted the trophy. You know, Noble's been relegated how many times, and you know, and and yeah, and but the thing I like, love about Mark is, and you know, every, he's played under I don't know eight, nine different managers. They've all picked him. Yeah. All picked him. They all go back to. They all go back to him, and you know, and the last captain at the bowling, I think he embraced that 
Like, yeah. you know, and people, people, I think, you know, we're quick to criticise players now. Like, if Bonzo was playing now and he was 39 or 40, social media could well destroy him because people would be going, oh, he's 39, he's had it, his legs are gone. And, you know, I think Mark, yeah, you know, people, he's turned into a little bit of a, sometimes an easy person to have a pop at. And I don't like that. You know, he's given 16 years. All right, it works both ways. It works both ways. He's 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 done well from West Ham as well. But um, what a servant. 16 years, loves the club. I mean, yeah, I knew Mark as a kid. And even now, still still speak to Mark sometimes. And he will do anything for you. If it's a video for a fan, if it's sign a shirt for someone, he does it because he gets the club, he gets the fans, and he is a fan. Yeah. And and you always need a fan on the pitch. And Definitely. that's that's what we're about. We've had, since the 60s, we've had East Ham boys like Ronnie Boyce and Frank Lampard playing for us. And, and Mark Noble, to me, he, he, he captures what West Ham is about. And... If he don't play a lot of games next year, so be it. But when he does play, you know, let's just embrace it because when he's finished, we're going to realise what we had with him. And he's he was a class act. And uh, yeah. I think Mark is just, he is, he is uh, the modern day Mr. West Ham. I mean, every way, everyone can say, oh, he's, you know, he's not this, he's that. But, and he's had his moments where, you know, when he dragged the fan off the pitch, probably wasn't his finest hour. But, um, yeah, Mark, hammer of the year, two times, played in some real shit sides. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think, as I say, that last year at the bowling, I I think people talk about how good Pyatt was that year. Mark Noble was fantastic that oh. year. And, oh. and yeah. again, yeah. if you want a penalty taker, Mark's your man, isn't he? Because he doesn't yeah. miss too many. Yeah. And, um only, yeah, only, so only, second, only second in is it only second in history or to to uh, Lewandowski in terms of penalty conversion or something like that? I think he, so I we, think did he go past him at the he end? Might of have, the, he might have gone past him now. Yeah, he might have gone past him now. But yeah, yeah, he, he beat Messi. He no, he joined. I think he joined. He, he's his first game for West Ham was he's he's been at West Ham exactly the same amount of time as Messi was. Yeah. Exactly to the to the not to the, almost to the day. Although technically, Messi's not no longer in. You know, he's not. He's a free agent at the moment, isn't he? so he hasn't got signed right. a contract. So Mark Noble is is the top dog now. But um, yeah. I totally agree what you mean about having that. I I was obviously on privilege. You know, during, all during lockdown, I was at the games, still at the games, and yeah. um, obviously when Mark wasn't playing, he was sat in the disabled areas watching the games and um, watch. And but he watched he watched the game like a fan. He yeah. wasn't watching like a squad member, and um, I'm, I'm gutted I never recorded him watching him because it was brilliant. You know, I could have watched him. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's not someone who I've just put in because he's Mr. West Ham or because you no. know him or anything like that. He can play, and yeah. and he's he, you know there are times when we call him the Cockney Perlo and we don't call him that for nothing because no. he, he's he's had games where he's been sensational, and mm. and people are quick to forget that and it's, it's it's like things change and then you know it's jesse lingard now or it's whoever's flavor of the month and but longevity 16 years can play and and he's just been he's been great i've, I've, I've to, to see him you know for someone who he lived across the road to me i lived in east ham he, he lived in beckton and um 
when he talks about you know walking home from the matches, we were we were walking home. We could we could see him walking home and to see him captain your club, and uh, yeah, like you say, would top it off by seeing him lift the trophy. Oh. That would be that would be justice. I mean, up until now, I did a yeah. I did a series on, on the channel, and and Mark Mark has played with over two hundred. I think it's two hundred and twelve players he's played with at West Ham. Has he? Yeah, mental. Yeah. Some some yeah. some some not so good players. Not a short one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, alongside him, yeah. I, alongside him, I've put Super Scotty Parker. Nice. So yeah, three times Hammer of the Year. Um, saved us, didn't he? A couple of times on his own, couldn't okay. save us the last time. I don't think anyone could have saved us with Ever and Grant, but um, but yeah, PFA Player of the Year. Um, what a player! Just just loved watching Scott. Another art on his sleeve sort of player. I've probably gone for a lot of players like that. Really, ones that ones that you sit there as a fan and you think, yeah, he he wants to he wants to play yes. for my club. He, he's 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 going to. Um, He's gonna he's gonna draw blood if he has to today because he's a heart on his sleeve player and yeah again can play and um, great player and and as I say nearly saved us again didn't he but but wasn't to be disappointing he went to the yids but you can't have it all can you I suppose you can't have it your call and and you know it's and again it's those things where I think that there's sometimes a conflict. When we talk about younger, you know, the modern game and, and older players and, da, 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 and that type of thing, you know, there comes a point where with Scott Parker, you know, we've gone down and he just broke into the England team and he ends, yeah. you know, his, his dad his dad was a big Spurs fan and he, he passed yeah. and he promised to say, you know, and all these stuff. And you think, fair enough, you know what I mean? And, but then in the flip aside, last summer, we were literally walking Declan Rice down to Stamford Bridge. Yeah, you know, saying, "Well, good luck, yeah, good luck to you, mate." You know, it's funny how we sort of we choose and, and pick and choose when to when to vilify players and when not to vilify yeah. players. But you know, you talk about wanting to, you know, play, fighting for the badge. I mean, Parker, you know, he, even the day we let he left, he left the Spurs the the night before he was playing against Watford and scored. Yeah, he, away, so. that's that's the, that's the disappointment. But I think that's the modern game. Is that the, yes. you know, years ago when we went down, people like Brookin and Bond stayed stayed with yeah. the club. Whereas now, yeah, it's hinged towards the player probably don't want to play in the league below. But but probably the club doesn't want them there on their wages either. So it probably works mm. both ways. Good point. But uh, yeah, there was a couple of players. I love Dean Bishop. I thought Oil oh, Berkovich was a great player. Pyatt, one of the best players I've ever seen in West Ham, but I couldn't I couldn't put him in. I couldn't put him in because uh, <laughs> he'd done the dirty, but uh, I, um but what a player. But yeah, Noble, Parker, Sinclair and Everington. That's the that's the four Fantastic. in midfield. Fantastic. Right, okay, that's let's go up front then, my man. Paolo Di Canio. Mr. Decanio. Uh, the best player I've seen in my time at West Ham. Um, I always remember players from the 80s when we do the events. They say John Lyle said entertain the fans. And I think Paolo Di Canio entertained the fans. And, uh, the you know, when, he fir- when we first signed him, oh, he's just shoved the fucking referee over at... Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, Wrighty and Ruddock took the took the piss out of him, didn't he they? Did, yeah. and he said, oh, we signed him, but 
he thought, what are we going to get here? But in fairness, you know, he was fantastic. The tricks and flicks he could do. The, I mean, talk about the goal against Wimbledon. The goal he scored at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea yeah, yeah, um, yeah. when we won there. I think we won there 4-2. And, um, yeah, what what a player. And, and uh, could have gone to Man United. Uh, all right, again, we got relegated. He can probably wait to jump ship and go to Charlton. But, as I said, I think that's more a, a football thing than the, than the player. But we'd like to think so, I suppose. But... Just loved watching Di Canio play. Um, yeah. Yeah. An entertainer, a maverick. And that's that's uh, what we, what what you, you you go to football to be entertained and yeah, totally. be entertained. Totally. You're totally right. He was a born entertainer and, and there's there's very rarely. I mean, we talk about Pyatt, and you know, Pyatt was a phenomenal. You know, he's probably the most technically gifted player I've ever seen in a claret and blue shirt. Probably ever likely to now, to be perfectly honest. But Di Canio had the technical ability, maybe not as much as Pyatt, but he had that sort of just madness and passion, and it just gelled. It just worked as a package. So he was he was my favourite player I ever you, saw. You because didn't know what was coming next, no, did you? It was that, was, that, was, that was what it was. I, I found watching him is that you thought maybe 60 minutes would pass him by, but then one piece of magic. Yeah. And and, and he, that's what he had. And uh, uh, the goal, I think, when Brooking brought him back when we got relegated, yeah. And he scored against Chelsea. You see what it meant to him that he'd come back, he'd scored the goal, and you know, and 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 the place, the the roof just lifted off of Upton Park that that, that day. And uh, that's what he done. That's what he brought to people. They wanted him on the pitch, didn't they? And he was just, uh, yeah. he was fantastic. It was part of that whole era, you know, that whole Redknapp era was just yeah. unpredictable. Yeah. You know, an unpredictable time. Yeah, random players turning up, jumping out of the Marriott hotel window and, and fleeing the country, you know, yeah. Marco Boogers and Harry, it was just, and Darnie. And it was just, yeah, that was, that was my most exciting time as a West Ham fan. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it the most then because it was entertaining. It wasn't necessarily about winning, although we did win it. We you know, won in the total, as you said, and we did all right, but yeah. it was just entertainment. And that's, that's what we want to go. Right, we want to be entertained. Don't we as West Ham fans. We're never going to win the league. Just want to get just a good old, you know, beer on a Saturday and watch some good football. That's all we want. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, who's, who's Paolo going to partner up from there, mate? Tony Cotty. TC. Uh, I think he's the fifth on the all-time goals of West Ham. Something he might like be but He'll tell you, he'll tell you. He will, he will tell me, but um, Frank's going to kill me that I've left him out, but in fairness, I only right? see Frank in his second spell at West Ham. I only see TC in his second spell at West Ham, but just... a oh, a goal poacher, just just you want a striker, put the ball in the net, back of the net. Yeah. Tony Cotty put the ball in the back of the net, and it was. Um, I just, I thought Cotty was just, you know, he was inside that box. He had a good chance of putting the ball in the back of the net, making it ripple for you. And uh, again, a local local boy, a fan, and yeah. uh, loved playing for the club. And um, yeah, Tony and Paolo up front. Frank's going to kill me. <laughs> I'm going to be too busy playing golf, don't worry. 
Yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. Be too busy. It's, it's the open soon as well. So he'll be watching the open anyway when he's off. Yeah. Probably watching yeah. this anyway. Anyway, bless him. Right. Okay. So that's your team. We'll go for that again in a minute. But what about your 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 your, your eleven? Your event oh, my eleven. Event, my events eleven. So this is people that people that have been to my events, and this is the best eleven from the people that have been to my events. Yeah. Uh, Phil Parks in goal. Yeah. Ray Stewart right back. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Martin and, and Tony Gale centre halves. Cool. Yes. I can't leave Gailey out. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, you know Gailey. There's, yeah, uh, yeah he'll get wind of it somehow, and he'll destroy yeah. me on stage at the next event yeah, if I did. Exactly. Julian Dix left back. Um, Alan Devonshire left side of midfield. Mark Ward right side of midfield. Um, Billy Bonds and Trevor Brookin in the middle. And Cotty and McAvenny up front. Oh wow. That's uh, that ain't a bad team. That ain't a bad team, my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, wouldn't lose, they wouldn't lose too many games, that team. And, no, they wouldn't. They uh, wouldn't. I mean, I've got, I've got to mention I've got to mention the other lads because they're all fantastic. But uh, you know, if there was a bench, David Cross, um, oh, yeah. what a great bloke! What a, what a great player! Oh. Doesn't doesn't appreciate how good he was for West Ham. He always says, "I wasn't a West Ham player." Uh, I was, you know, I was the the, the northern lad who who come down. He was a great player for West Ham. He's, yeah. He doesn't appreciate how much the fans loved him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, David Cross, Jeff Black, Stuart Pearson, um, oh blimey, Pat Holland, Steve Lomas. I've got to mention Brian Deer because yeah, he'll get wind of it. Stag will get wind of it. Otherwise, yeah. One of one of only eleven men to have lifted the European Cup Winners' Cup. So you know who, who else? Not many people can say that. So, um, but yeah, yeah, you know, Paul Brush as well. Paul Brush has been had those brushes. A lovely bloke, and um, they're they're all great. They're all great. They all they all love playing for West Ham. Yeah, they do. They do, and and that's the one thing I I, I seem to get when I do the interviews is it doesn't matter if they're you know if they've played hundreds of games for the club. Or they might have played once, you know, like when we had Sebast- Sebastian Carroll on, bless him. Um, no. <laughs> they they love they love their time. They all love the time at West yeah. Ham. Some some slightly more so. John Pantsil particularly. Uh, I think he thought he, he had a slightly elevated position of himself in relationship to his <laughs> relationship with the fans. But I don't care. This is, he, no. he, he loved his time. So there's so there's that's your team. That's not there a bad team. That's not a bad team in their pomp. They're in their pomp. And then we got uh where's the other one? There we go. And, that, and that's and that's your event team as well. That's not too bad. Yeah, I think I think it's the first time we've done Oh yeah. I think we've I think it'd be good, it'd be a good, good match. Be a good match. Although when I remember interviewing Waldy, was it Waldy or was it Macri? It's probably both of them. And I asked him about, you know, modern football. He goes, Oh, we'd yeah. we'd smash we'd smash this lot about four or five nil. <laughs> Okay, yeah. right, Woody, no worries. Bless him. Me, me, oh, money, me, money, me money had just, yeah, it'd be on me events yeah. 11, money. So, yeah. uh, I think that's fair enough. I think that's fair yeah. enough. There's a, there's a few FA Cup winners in there and, and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, a bit more than, than the others. But, uh, well, I mean, yeah, man, brilliant. There you go. Great, absolutely really brilliant, my it. friend. Uh, and and for and for the events is uh, e fifty thirteen events E13, on Facebook. E thirteen events on Twitter, on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Yeah, give us a follow. Look out. I mean, sixth uh, of August with COVID restrictions, we were sold out. We we're hoping to get a few more tickets. Brilliant. Got loads brilliant. planned. DT thirty eight golf day. 
Um, got dinner at Romford Golf Club, 22nd of October. Got another do in Romford. Got great following. Our, our fans, you know, all, all it shows you what the West Ham fans are like. So loyal. People rebook straight away to come to our events whenever they're launched. And it sometimes can be a struggle to, to get tickets out to new people. But, um, yeah, we'd love new people to come and experience our events, we always say, come spend your evening in the company of legends, and and uh, that's what that's what we like to provide. So um, yeah, we'd love love people to give us a follow and a shout out, and come and see it, come and see it and enjoy yourselves. Fantastic, and as you said, everyone's clucking to do it now. Everyone's clucking to go out and get a drink and go out, and that's like an excuse to go out. And it's like it's great. So yeah, come come along to your things and go to lens things as well. Like fucking go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. Literally, I will go anywhere. You know, I've had enough of these four walls. But bless it. Sorry, Mrs. Buns is probably watching. Um, but anyway, uh, I love you really. Um, so cheers, mate. Thank you very much, Ian. Um. Uh, thanks everyone for watching um for myself and for me and take care everyone stay safe wash those hands get those jabs so we can all get double jabs so we can go to e13 events and you know all great stuff um come on you irons and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone much love Cheers, bye bye Cheers, Ruff. see you later everyone Podcast Network.